and welcome to the Keep the Purpose podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs, the challenges and opportunities, HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. I'm here, Julie Devlin, with my co-host. Chaz Fields. Julie, why are you whispering? Am I, do I sound like I'm whispering? Because I'm in this is a perfect I'm a, segue. I'm in a very, very big room, and uh, I don't want to. I, I don't know. I feel like everybody's listening to me, which they are, but that's okay. Um, it's I, I'm echoey, I guess. So I'm trying. I, I, I guess I'm trying not to talk too loud. Is is I, it okay? Yeah, I think so. Luckily, we have a great producer that can figure this out after the fact. That's really that's what you. Done. That's you. <laughs> um, I, know, I, mean, you... I, I can I can speak louder. Is that better? Yeah, that's fine. No, I okay. I was I just thought it was funny because you came in like you were gonna. I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm in like a really really big room, and I'm I'm echoey. So I love I'm it. Just... <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Hey, Jules, yeah. tell me something good. Something good. Um, gosh. When is this episode going to hit? I'm not really like sure. Two days. Two days. It's yeah. a quick turnaround. Oh, okay. Go Phillies. Um, Phillies <laughs> are doing great. Um, I mean, that's my something good a lot, but right now it is something good. They took the yeah. first game. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if this stays evergreen um, okay. as a good thing, but who okay. knows? So that's my something good today. I love it. I have two something goods. Is that okay? okay. Can we do sure. it? Um, and yeah. I know this will be a shorter episode, but I have two two something good. So the first one is got some family time last week and and taught my son a little bit about you know fallen soldiers. We support a foundation um, as a family and and did some things that uh, went up to the foundation and spent some time up there and um, you know it was a great teaching moment, if you will. I don't know how much he grasped yet. You know he's still pretty young, but it was it was really cool. And my second one, and I'm going to embarrass you on this is my co-host julie devlin got top 100 <laughs> she is a top 100 uh, hr influencer oh yeah uh, by our friends over at engagedly now i know how much this means to you julie no <laughs> I, the reason i'm saying it is we're super proud of you it's awesome you. keep up the good work um you know job security i guess i don't know but uh that is I don't something good because you have been a road warrior a brand <laughs> ambassador a hr inspirer you know, uh, so I'm, I'm super proud of you and, and all the well, thank you, thank year. you, so thank you, and 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 you know, it takes a village, so um, <laughs> every, every, everything, everything, you know, <coughs> I, I humbly, you know, I was I was shocked. Um, that's cool, you know, and how did uh, they notify you, by the way? How did that like you just get an email they, or you're like, they just... tag, they tag, they tag everybody on LinkedIn, and then you see that you see that you're on there, so here we are. Yeah. Um, so, hey, Julie, will you tell us about the business stat of the day? All right. So, Chaz, the business stat of the day. According to PWCC, 58% of people they surveyed believe that finding and keeping talent motivates adopting HR technologies. They also found that almost 60% of teams state that finding, attracting, and retaining talent is the main reason for using HR technology. So I think that, you know, that that's a, a pretty interesting stat. <laughs> yes yes it is it's really interesting because there's two there's two perspectives and maybe some middle ground maybe there's three in this one you have a lot of people who believe that building a culture attracting and retaining talent or whatever is a like it has nothing to do with technology right like that's mm-hmm. one camp then there's kind of the middle ground. Well, yeah, tech enables us a little bit and, you know, we use it, but we also focus on the people side of things. 
And then there's the people who are so heavily invested in their tech stack and technology because they, you know, I, I don't necessarily know the reason whether it's whether it's you want to tap into the next generation or you want to maintain some sort of level of connectedness, if you will. And tech is usually the easiest way to do it. And and it's really hard, right? So it's, you know, for the people who don't necessarily use personal tech on their mobile device or whatever, they, you know, there's that limit, that limited connection, if you will, right? I'm in the middle ground. I think it matters. I think tech matters. I think people matter. And I think the people side of things matter. It's very blended, but I think more finitely, we are tied to technology and sometimes being so inundated with the amount of information we consume on our, our phones or whatever tech that we're utilizing, it sometimes hinders us from feeling that connectedness. But I do believe that the HR technology or HCM technology is an absolute critical part in attracting and retaining talent. It has to be. Yeah. No, but nobody yeah. in paper resumes anymore, Julie. Maybe they are, well, but I, I haven't heard <laughs> of it in a long time. Go oh, ahead. you'd be you'd be surprised how many yeah. organizations I see that where people are still using paper and manual processes and all of that. So um, th- that's another whole other conversation. <laughs> but I guess that's probably a pretty good segue into what we're talking about today. That's right. Um, and and what this episode is. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, me here in Las Vegas at the uh, HR Tech Conference, the annual HR Tech Conference. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the HR Tech Conference is the largest gathering of HR tech uh, vendors, uh, you know, enthusiasts. All yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of it. And um, I think that what I, what I thought that would be interesting to do today is to for us to highlight some of the, the most key themes that we're seeing at this year's conference based on some of the sessions that, that have happened and are going to happen. So yeah. um, does that sound good to you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. This is year two in a row, by the way, that I'm not there with you. Yeah. I, last year I was yeah. speaking in Wyoming at Wyoming Sherman, you were there. This year, I'm speaking, obviously, I'm not there today, but I'd leave to go to Wisconsin, Sherm, to speak up there. I'd already made the commitment. But, you know, last year, we kind of did an interview style, like, okay, what's the feeling? What's the vibe? What are you seeing? What are you doing? That will come out gradually. But I think what's important is the themes are very different based on what you yeah. shared with me than what it would be for Sherm National Conference, right? Some oh, of it yeah. overlaps. Some of it does overlap. But I, I do... I do want to hear what you're saying. And of course, I'm going to have a lot of questions. So why don't you, you just take us into, into point one, Jules? Yeah, point one. Okay. So when we're talking about this HR tech conference, when I tell you that AI talk is everywhere, AI talk is everywhere. <laughs> this this prompted me, Chaz, to yeah. do a little bit of research. And mm-hmm. because, you know, we've been using AI for many, many years. But do okay. you know when the first AI has been came into existence? Do you want to guess the year the first AI? I no, came into I don't, existence. I don't want to guess okay. the <laughs> Okay. It was it was the early 1950s. And apparently this okay. term was coined by a, a, a guy named Alan Turing. And you know, it's interesting though, it, 
this research that I did, Googling, right? Googling. Um, <laughs> the, the, the roots of AI can be traced back to the early 1900s when philosophers uh-huh. and mathematicians began to explore the possibility of creating machines that could think. So this has been something that's been around for a long, long time. Right. In the, 70, in the 70s and 80s, um, th- th- there was this, uh, this shift towards what's called connectionist AI, and that was also known as neural networks, which neural are networks, really yep. inspired, yeah, inspired yep. by the the brain and, you know, we're able to learn from data and adapt to new situations. But here's the thing. In recent years, the research, the AI research has been so prevalent and it's mm-hmm. been fast and yeah. it's really pervading conversations, not just in HR, but so many other industries. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when we, we talk about new AI techniques like deep learning, um, and, um, you know, image recognition, that kind of stuff that that's, that's all part of it. And that's all part of the talk here at this conference, HR right. tech. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that it's important Chaz for us to simply simplify things that are complicated sometimes, because yeah. I know that, I know that especially in HR, when we hear about data, we hear about all these things that we should be doing, et cetera. We're like, well, where the heck do we start? Well, let me, let me make ease your mind a little bit. AI, you're using AI in a wide range of applications today, mm-hmm. um, like search engines, right? Yep. AI, it's used to rank search results and also to provide personalized recommendations. And I think we've mentioned that before. Yep. Um, uh, what are some other things? You know, Social media, right? Social yep. media is mm-hmm. usually, usually top of mind. Uh, it, it, a, lot, a lot of times people look at it and say, well, the algorithm, that's a, that's a portion of it, right? That's mm-hmm. a portion of it. I've been doing some work uh, behind the scenes here at UKG with AI and, and some of the things that are on the cusp of our product and, and prescription related information. This is kind of the stuff that happens in social media. Now I'm not comparing our product to social media, but this idea of providing content or even something as simple as suggest a new friend or target advertising. I don't know. I've shared this with you, Julie, but one of my best friends from, from college works in advertising and how they deal with targeting ad space to you based on you know, specific IP address. Maybe you like something. Maybe you, uh, you know, were on a web page and click to another web page, and then all of a sudden you start seeing ads on on things. This is, you know, it's it's pretty pretty impeccable and also pretty creatively designed in the sense that it's there to help you or offer. Would you some say it's also of, intelligent? Ooh, um, sometimes sometimes too intelligent you know what yeah. i mean where now you have to yeah. go in and be like yeah no this is not relevant to me so why am i looking at this you know um so there's yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a dual-sided coin where sometimes it's really really helpful and then other times you're like mm, nope remove that whatever yeah. it is yeah um, yeah so so the, here's the thing you know ai it's also used in healthcare. it's used in manufacturing yep. you know it's used to diagnose diseases and I, I, when we're talking about it what we're talking about it in terms of hr and the overwhelming nature of the the amount of conversation and sessions that there are here at this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to read a couple of them. There are literally probably 75 or so sessions that have AI in the title, like building out. Yeah. 75 sessions. Pro- probably more, probably more. Did you hang Maybe. Count them? Maybe less. No, Did you but you know, no, but I'm really, I'm really, I'm really good. I used artificial intelligence to figure it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Do your summation. So, so yeah. So building a healthy, productive AI field culture, right? That's a pre-conference workshop here. Um, growing with people first practices in the new age of AI. 
you know, three powerful ways to make you know, uh, managers love performance management via AI, how AI will transform the market forever. You know, um, AI in action, elevating HR with generative AI, how AI video and avatars will change the way we learn and work, driving better health outcomes with AI and empathy, navigating the risks and opportunities of generative AI, AI and HR implications, opportunities. It goes on and on and on and on. And on. <laughs> it can be, it can be overwhelming. It's really right. overwhelming. Right. So I, you know, so the question becomes, as what can we do to to overcome this overwhelming aspect and i think there's a couple of things that we in hr can do yep and starts with education. There are so many resources out there available online um, to help you learn about AI and the potential implications that it can have with HR applications. Um, and, and, and also it can help you to determine you know which kind of AI resources you should be using. Right. I, I think, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, you're spot on. It, this is kind of goes back to anything that we normally say, right? We, we have our assumptions of what something is and whether that's the right or wrong assumption, it doesn't hurt for us to go back and review or understand our assumptions. And in the AI term has been around for a while. Like we've had 8 million people using AI in our product since 2015. Like it is not new for UKG um, it, it, utilizing AI in the product. Same thing with social media, right? Let's take it from a personal perspective. We have all of these things that are happening around our social media or the different platforms that we use that leverage AI. And it's like, we make the assumption that we know what it is or what it's doing. Now that it's evolving, we have to educate, right? Now that, yeah. we, you know, not everybody knows the exact impact of AI. I had this discussion uh, with someone who who is at a high level at a company that understands AI really, really well. And I don't necessarily know that, that we fully grasp what AI can do, but it's important for us, like you said, to go and learn what those things are. I like the other piece of this too. This goes beyond HR. This goes to really all roles, but you do have some people who are more seasoned in leveraging artificial intelligence, right? What yeah. was that experience like? How do you learn from others? What was good? What was bad? What are the better practices or best practices around this? You know, there is so much that we have to take into account before we just start saying, oh, well, it's AI. Is it? Or do we need to have a little bit more in-depth conversation? What else can we do to limit the yeah. We can we can start small with things and not yeah. rec and recognize that we can't implement AI in all areas of HR, uh, you know, at once. I, I think about this and I think about the conversations that I have about how many HR folks still have manual processes. And then I think, mm -hmm. well, how do we get how do we get to point how do we get to step 10 here when we're still on step two? It's like you have to make sure you can't just, you know do have AI and have everything in place um, before, you know, you can't, it's basically, you can't, uh, you have to walk before you can run. Right. But anyway, I think that this is a topic that's going to be more prevalent in the days ahead. And I'll probably do future podcast episodes on just right. this topic alone. Um, but uh, I want to, I want to talk about another thing that is really, really important here at the HR tech conference, which is how to choose the right software, how to choose the right HR software for yeah. your company. 
And, uh, you know, I, I think that helping people find the right software, helping people find the right HR tech for their organization, but it's not just finding the right tech. It's also knowing what tech you have currently and how right. that can be improved. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. We actually created you and I and the advisors a while back created a buyer's guide, right. You know, mm-hmm. from our experiences and how we shared those experiences in the buyer's guide. We'll make sure to put that link in in our bio um, of the episode or the description of the episode. Where I find this the most intriguing is at a conference, you have people speaking on a stage about this. And I wonder if they're sponsored or not. doesn't matter either here nor there. I would much rather go to some of the networking groups and Mm -hmm. the people who are in positions like me. doesn't even necessarily have to be the same industry, right? Helpful. Don't get me wrong, but I love the idea of, you know what, Julie, let's assume that you were in construction like I was ages ago and I come to you and you're also in construction. Hey, what's your experience like tracking this? How do you handle this? What, what is an efficient way or what product are you using to efficiently run your HCM processes, right? Great. What was setup like? What was that experience like? How's your customer service experience? You know, what does the organization do for you beyond you know, the go live date, those to me are more critical because I'm having a face-to-face conversation with a peer who understands me, what my role is, what my responsibility is and the people that I serve. Right. So on the flip side, at a conference like that, where people are talking about their buyer experience, whether it's sponsored or not, you still get some insight into whatever product that is. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of like a free demo, if you will, or a free. Hey, here's what's happening. Here's what you can be aware of. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it it could get overwhelming here, too, because there's so many Mm -hmm. different things to see, things to do. And hey, it's also in Las Vegas and there's there's lights and and cameras and action everywhere here. So, you know, yeah. 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 So you add all you add all of this, um, all of that in, you know, it it just it can lead to that overwhelming aspect, which is is interesting. Like it's something that I wanted to mention here because I think that it's important. You know, HR people are overworked, overwhelmed as it is, mm-hmm. and now they're being tasked to go to the conference and figure it out. A lot of people that come to this conference are sent here by upper leadership right. and saying, "Hey, go find a, the the tech that we need." We need now. Mm-hmm. That's a double edged sword because at least the least leadership is saying, "Oh, we understand that you need the tech," right. um, <laughs> but you know the, the and then oh, by the way, you have eight thousand other projects on top of that. So right. I think I think that's something that organizations need to need to look at. Um, so yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say in scalability too, right? So you as HR, one of the things that you need to be aware of, knowing that you're you're overworked, stressed, burnout, whatever it is, when it comes to selecting a tech, that you really have to focus on the processes that take the most time, right? And find a solution that is going to eliminate those um, for you. The reality of it is, the stuff that you are churning and burning on all of the time, there is a lot of good technology out there that can really, really help you. Um, you know, so it's, it's also one of the things that I think where we, we get confused when it comes to selecting HR tech is that there is perfection waiting for you. Like if I buy this, it's going to be perfect. Well, that's how I thought. That's what I thought. 
and and and, and it's 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 okay to think that, right? It's okay to think that, but I also like manage your expectations a little bit. Like what in your life in general is perfect, right? Like, like that's what, that's where I'm at. It's like, what, hold on, hold on. Let's take a step back here. Now it doesn't mean that there, when you go through the selection process, that there aren't things that are really going to help you and thus inspire you to do new things, try new things, you know, shape your business in a new way. Tech is a critical foundation of that. But we also have to manage our own expectations with this, you know, and be like, okay, if we're going to buy this new software, we can't always do it the way that it's always been done. We ourselves have to think about how do we get rid of the manual processes? How can we be more efficient? Again, going back to the network groups, what has your experience been like and how did you overcome it versus, okay, splash, everything's going to be perfect, right? That's not yeah, really yeah. No, no, it's definitely not. You know, there's another session here that I wanted to discuss and it's called HR Tech's ne Next Battlefront Manager Effectiveness. Ooh. And when That's I, when good. I saw this, it reminded me of a, a study that I read by Gartner with basically okay. Gartner was saying, says that leadership and manager effectiveness is going to be the number one priority for HR teams in 2023. And this was, this was, you know, obviously a few months ago, but you know, the role that managers play in helping employees and the business really, you know, navigate so many different nuances of the business right. and so many different things like scheduling, et cetera, you know, how can HR technology really help to improve manager effectiveness? And just like you said, when, you know, you say, oh, well, if you put a system in place, it's like, oh, everything's going to be perfect at that point. I think managers think that too. There's a right. huge learning, there's a learning curve and that learning curve takes time. And that learning curve, it takes effort on the part of everybody to come together and mm -hmm. learn how to utilize the system. Right. Right. So I, I, well, I mean, what do you, do you, do you think that HR's next tech battlefront is manager effectiveness, or do you think it's just long overdue? Both. Yeah. Both. It's hard for me. You know, I, you know, in my ivory tower, if you will, we've been focusing on manager effectiveness at UKG for a decade, longer than mm -hmm. that, probably. Right. You know, mm -hmm. we, we do, we do surveys, we do scoring, we do all of these things that essentially hold managers accountable to be a great manager. Right. Mm -hmm. That, that to me, now, not every company is that way, right? Not every company is that way. On the flip side, we've talked about this at length in past episodes where we expect a lot from managers, right? And most importantly, if we are not teaching them the ways to be effective or the ways to be better or the ways to make sure that our people feel connected or pick a topic that happens in business, right? Kind of when we released the episode today on, on the Halloween, right? Like right. The, things that, the things that HR just kind of rolls their eyes about, right? Like, oh no, we did this again. We have to make sure that going back to the AI piece and educating them, we can't expect managers to know everything, Mm -hmm. But it's equally important to at least educate them on the things that we want them to know moving forward as a business, as a structure, and to be effective, right? And, and yeah. let's, let's be clear. Effective does not mean you are going to like the change, 
right? Effective right. does not mean that that you are, uh, oh, rah, rah all of the time and everything is so happy and go lucky. Effective means we're doing what's right for the business. So the business reinvests for us and we take, like you often talk about, being a good organizational citizen. Cool part about it is, Julie, HR technology helps us do all of this really well and at a fast pace. And now with the AI piece really poking its head out now, I think we're going to see a lot of cool things happen over the next couple of years with our workforces. Yeah, I, I do. I do too. Um, the rapid pace of technology, the rapid change, all of that kind of stuff, all of the new tools that that's available. Um, again, HR tech conference every year just gets bigger and bigger. Um, yep. You know, last year we were the only one that had a pre-conference workshop. Um, and then this year, now there are three. Right. And there's over 600 people registered for this workshop. Are you so, running that workshop? I am. Yeah. Awesome. I'm yes. excited for you. Yes. That'll be so fun. Thank you. That'll be Thank so fun. You. Thank you. Um, so, Jules, so, yeah. HR Tech 2023, what did you find your purpose in? Uh, AI all the time. And I need to, my, my purpose, my purpose, obviously, honestly, is a little bit personal is that I need to can keep educating and re-educate yep. myself on AI and the implications because it's, yeah. it's, it gets to be overwhelming for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I think macroeconomically AI, this is my purpose macroeconomically as we educate ourselves more and more, uh, it's going to force us out of the box to be more creative. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that is that is something I think is really, really cool. So many people say, oh, that's scary. No, we just we need to be ready for big changes. Right. I, and, I hey, hey, go listen to my change management episode. We need to be ready for big changes. Our episode. Yes. I should say. So, maybe, maybe we'll circle back on a change episode. Maybe, point. maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So uh, we'll leave we'll leave you with this. Julie, you're headed to London. Sorry, I couldn't be there again. But uh, People okay. Purpose podcast goes to Google Next in London uh, this mm -hmm. week. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to drop on 1023. Uh, a few reminders before we leave. Don't forget to like and subscribe and use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Hey, check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Go, Julie, go. So proud of you. Congratulations Thank you. for Thank all you. that you've done and your accomplishments. Hey, enjoy Thank Vegas. You. I appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.